The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. It's Halloween, and the only thing more scary than a ghost story is a job search gone wrong! From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs of our professional lives. I'm LinkedIn's managing editor for jobs and career development, Andrew Screamin! <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, welcome. Now, my whole job is making sure that you are not scared of the job search or of taking control of your career to get to the next level. But in the spirit of the spooky season, we're going to have a little fun today with some awfully frightening job search scaries. But I can't do it alone. So joining me in the studio today is my wonderful colleague, Leah Smart, host of LinkedIn's podcast, In the Arena. Hi, Leah. Hi, Andrew. I got to be honest, I could not keep a straight face. That was just an amazing intro. Well, we have to set the scene. Obviously. (laughs) All right. So, you know, I am sure there are very few Get Hired listeners who don't already listen to In the Arena. So for those who maybe haven't been exposed to your incredible show, can you give us like a quick blurb about it? Yeah, of course. So my show is all about how we reach our potential and become the best version of yourself and live a meaningful life. And I have people on who are authors, you know, artists, global change makers, thinkers. We get deep and it's fun. So it's like, I don't know, a little bit of like horror and comedy. In other words, she cracks open people's heads and digs around and gets them to the next level. Yeah, that's right. It's like a zombie podcast. And where do zombies live? In the arena. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you so much for that quick summary. And again, if you out there are not listening to In the Arena, you should do that today right after you listen to this one. Make sure you subscribe to it and leave a review, as we always ask. So I think that's enough of that housekeeping. We are here to help the people. So let's get to it. All right. I put out a call on LinkedIn to get members and get hired listeners to share their worst and scariest job search story. And you are going to help me tell these stories to our listener. I can't wait. And I'm getting a laugh already. I typically don't love Halloween, Andrew. So I'm really excited to do this because I love bringing a little humor to some some freaky stuff. <laughs> We're going to make Halloween something I love again. Thank I, you. And thank you to the people who submitted stories. <laughs> I didn't know that, actually, when I invited you. <laughs> so this is going to be a fun ride for everyone. I gave out raisins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, Leah, are you ready to hear our first job search scary? I can't wait. All right. So this one comes from one of our Get Hired listeners, Amy. Amy writes... My scary job search story goes something like this. 
I arrive for an interview for a local nonprofit the customary 10 minutes before the scheduled interview time. While waiting in the lobby, the previous candidate, who I recognize, walked out of the interviewer's office. Worst nightmare. Yes, very much so. This was very awkward and unprofessional since both of us were currently employed and could have made life difficult for the other with their employer. Interview time should never overlap. I agree, Amy. The interviewer approached me and said, are you my 10 o'clock? I replied, yes, I am. I was then escorted to her office, and she had literally nothing on her desk and had no idea what my name was. I had to provide a spare copy of my resume for her. She took a quick glance and said, oh, right, you're the one with all the experience. I can't. Name's still not used. <laughs> yes. And also, yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. But I finally, <laughs> it finally clicked with her who, who Amy was. The questions and conversation that came next were basic. She told me a bit about the organization and then asked me a few generic questions. Then, in the middle of my reply, she stopped the interview with a, well, that's all for now, stood up and walked me out the front door with zero explanation. She went so far as to actually hold the lobby door to the outside wide open to ensure I actually left. I was absolutely dumbfounded. I mean, was she trying to make sure she, that Amy didn't go back and, like, sneak a bagel? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like they would have bagels if this was the interview <laughs> process. But, yeah. I Ghost bagel. Yeah. this is. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like this is definitely, like, sending flags where you're like, oh, this is probably not a great place to work. No, she dodged an absolute bullet. And Amy... Hope that you are somewhere better. Yes, definitely. And I, I think, you know, this goes to the idea that you're interviewing both ways during a job interview. So, you totally. you know, they're interviewing you, but you are also should be gauging, you know, do you want to work there? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we get so wrapped up sometimes in desperation for the job that we forget that we have choices and we can actually look at the job and figure out if it's the right one for us and then go for another one if it's not. You know, hopefully all of you out there can sort of take this as a lesson that, you know, watch for those red flags. And if you sort of say, this is not how a business should be run, you're probably not going to enjoy it there either. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so it's good. Now, we have another job search scary. Would you like to take it away? I would love to. So LinkedIn member Chan writes, I've been looking for work since July. I have this rule of thumb, put in an application and follow up on day three, day five, and day seven. On day five, they emailed me back. I have a phone interview that gets made. Hooray. I'm ready for this first interview. I've looked at the job description again. It's at 10 a.m. Well, then it's 11 and no call. I wait the entire day. No call. I get an email at 1 p.m. from the company. Hey, look at these great opportunities we have. A few days go by, and I get an email from the person who set up the interview saying, we didn't connect. Let's schedule another phone interview. What is happening? During this week, I get more, hey, look at the opportunities we have. Day of my interview, no call. So I call 15 minutes after our scheduled time. I leave a voicemail, and I get an email that says, sorry, let's do this at 1 p.m. No call. I follow up with an email and no reply. And I still get the, hey, look at these opportunities emails. What a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is sort of sucky. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Is this like the ultimate hard to get? <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, I think you should always have grace with people because things do pop up and like a hiring manager, they may have to reschedule. So it's not something where you're like, okay, you know, they missed an interview or they had to reschedule last minute. But this is consistently. Mm-hmm. 
issue after issue. So I think in this case, like, again, a lesson from Amy's book is, you know, do you really want to work here? But the other thing is, I think this is why it's so important to make sure you don't fall in love with the job until you have it. Mm. I think so many people set themselves up for failure because they keep going after something that really is imperfect. And then next thing you know, you know, they go with someone else and you're sort of left heartbroken. So you always have to sort of keep every job opportunity as just one possibility. So that way you don't sort of sink all of your eggs into one basket. I love that. Well, And it's like, to your point about Amy, it's like if they're treating you this way at the very beginning of the process before you've even accepted an offer, imagine what it'll be like when you get in the door. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that there's a solution for it. But the company <laughs> sending emails saying, look at all these great opportunities we have. And that does seem just sort of like, an added, like, stab you yeah. in the side. With, hey, like, come work here, but we're not going to call you yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to take a quick blood-curdling break. But in the meantime, maybe you want to look under the bed, lock the door, look behind the curtains, and whatever you do, do not answer that phone. Because the call is coming from inside the house. Ooh. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. And we're back with more Job Search Scaries. We hope you made it through the break. All right, Leah, do you want to hear my Job Search Scary? Let's do it. Okay, so when I first got out of grad school, I was between contracts at an employer. And basically, they were in the middle of a hiring freeze and told me that I should go get another job offer to sort of force the recruiter's hand. So I started doing that. And I was going on some interviews. And this one place was on paper a good fit, but it was sort of a shoestring operation. Like, I, I wouldn't want to work there. But I went in for an interview. And as soon as I walked in, I met the sort of higher up that was interviewing me, and he immediately started making fun of my grad school. Like he knew that you went there and still made fun of it? Yeah, like he saw it on my resume and he was just sort of like, ha, 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 you know, like he went to another grad school for journalism and it was just sort of like, oh, this is a weird thing to strike one. On. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really want this job. So I just started going back at him and sort of saying like, well, where did you go? And we basically sat there trading insults for like five minutes. It was that thing where I was like, I don't really have anything to lose here because I don't want to work for you, clearly. (laughs) 
And I remember then we proceeded with the normal interview after that. And then it was just sort of like, all right, well, I'm going to leave now. And I remember it was such an awkward departure because it was like, I didn't want to ever hear from him again. And I don't think he ever wanted to hear from me again. And you had just sparred with each other for like 10 minutes. So it was just like a nightmare interview situation where it's just like, okay, we're wasting our time here. But then (laughs) I think it was like a week later, I did get like a job offer from them. (laughs) And I was was so flabbergasted. But I just remember it's like, it's not really like a horror story, but it is still sort of like, what a weird situation to go into. He's like, you have a quick wit. You're hired. Yeah. (laughs) We found no one else. (laughs) We scraped the bottom of the barrel and came up. And we found you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So needless to say, you did not take the job. I did not take the job. But I did use the offer to leverage and and get to the employer that I wanted. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's another bullet dodge, which seems to be the theme of our conversation. Definitely. Yeah. And I I don't even know if that company is actually still in business. So definitely probably dodged a bullet. Love it. (laughs) But do you want to take us away with our next story? Okay. So this next one is way less fun, but definitely worth mentioning because sometimes in the job search, our future coworkers are the biggest problem. This is from LinkedIn member Amber. She writes, I am a female infrastructure laborer in CDL, which is Commercial Driver's License Operator. You have to hustle your own work in this industry. Jobs start and end frequently, and you have to find another one. Every time I have to find new work, I have to go on a job site of all men. I'm small in size, and there's a lot of rejection because they don't want females intruding in their quote-unquote manland. It's intimidating, and it's scary as hell. I've been jumped. I've been spit at. Wow. I've been cursed at. I've been pushed away. My car has been vandalized. I wouldn't wish this life or career on any woman. So that's my scary job story. Wow, Amber, that is awful. And I am so sorry to hear that this has happened to you and continues to. Sounds like more than once. I definitely hope that you have a community of other people that you can connect with or talk to to share your experience and your stories uh, and hopefully at some point make change in this space because that is not a welcoming experience at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk a lot about affinity groups and I think this is exactly why, but it sounds like in Amber's case, that is hard to come by. And, you know, Amber, first, thank you so much for sharing your story. But also I hope, you know, if you come across other women who are in your industry in the same line of work as you, hopefully you can create some form of community, either like a group text or something like that. And that way you could sort of lean on each other. Um, You know, sometimes when those affinity groups don't exist formally, and obviously that would be hard jumping from job to job. But if you have that sort of you know, solidarity or community, hopefully that could help you. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, Amber, we see you and good luck. I hope that the next site that you go to isn't like this. And again, hope that you find someone that you can relate to and at least one person you can have these conversations with going forward so you don't feel so alone. Definitely. And Leah, we are almost ready to wrap this scary episode, but we have one last letter and it's actually a voice memo from Get Hired listener and superfan Gertrude. Love it, Gertrude. Let's hear it. Right after graduating from school, I was applying for internships. After my first interview at a production company, I was so excited to get a full-time job offer instead of the internship that I applied for. I thought I was living the dream, so I accepted on the spot. Uh-oh. It wasn't until my first day that I actually learned my salary. Unlivably low. E-e. Oh, that's tough. My job title? There wasn't one. And the insurance benefits? 
there were none because you're on your parents, right? Uh This is getting scarier. Yeah. The only clear benefit was access to the Keurig, where I'd spend my days making my boss's espresso. And it's not even good. Do Keurigs make espresso? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out to be an extremely thankless, unpleasant, round-the-clock personal assistant job. And I left after six months. I can't believe she stayed that long. In the horror movie version of my life, the spooky music definitely should have started playing the second I was offered a full-time job without any mention of the compensation with the offer. It was a classic, you're just lucky to be here sort of red flag dynamic that a more experienced job seeker would have known to run from. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, gotta gotta ask those questions. We all gotta learn. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, especially because I know people who are in the arts and entertainment industry, I think a lot of times there are industries that try and get away with capitalizing on free labor. And I think especially in the arts, there is sort of this idea that people are starving artists Mm -hmm. and that they are supposed to be living at the poverty line or something like that. But I don't think you should just accept that blindly. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I think, you know, obviously Gertrude, you know, this was her, sounds like her first job. Um, It's one of those mistakes that's definitely a learning experience. Um, But yeah, I I think, you know, always make sure that you're asking the questions about salary, that, you know, you're not the crazy one for asking what exactly is my title here? Um, Do I have insurance? Yeah, and, you know... Does the Keurig make espresso? <laughs> I, I I still don't know that. But uh, but yeah, I think that's one of those things where it's it, you really don't just accept it because it's the culture of the environment. I think if you have questions, you deserve to have answers. And again, I think a basic thing like, what is my job title here? <laughs> is a good basic one to have. Right. And will I be able to afford my rent? Yes, yeah. I, exactly. But thank you so much, Gertrude, for sharing your story. And I hope you've landed somewhere fantastic. Thanks for joining us on this extra scary episode, everyone. I know that, you know, some of these stories weren't exactly bone chilling, but hopefully it gave you an idea that sometimes the horror show that you are experiencing when it comes to a job search or navigating your career, you are not alone in it. And I don't know about you, Leah, but I think sometimes just knowing you're not alone makes you feel a little bit better and not as scared. That's right. And remember, regardless of what we say here, it is up to you to put our advice into practice. And you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. So you are not alone. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. You can also join my weekly Get Hired live show every Friday on the LinkedIn news page. And if you liked this episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, we'll continue this conversation next week right here wherever you like to listen. Leah, do you want to help me take this home? Sure thing. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. The show is produced by our lovely colleague and friend, Michelle O'Brien. Joe DeGiorgi mixed our show. Florencia Iriando is head of original audio and video. Dave Pond is head of news production. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. I'm Leah Smart. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck. It's Halloween. 